Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Suits and Tracksuits, episode two to be exact. I'm your host, Dexter Sims, and I'm here with my co-host and a good friend of mine, Javid Lahair. All right. How's your week been, Javid? Welcome back. Lovely to see you. Likewise, Dex, as always. Yeah. How's Thank your week you. been? Week's been good. Uh, we have coronavirus and... Uh, Tell me about it. We're, we're working in a new normal, so I'm mm. grateful for many things. I'm grateful for a roof over my head to have a job right now. Um, yeah, stop saying that, because you know what? I keep forgetting to be grateful is true. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining, but you just got to be grateful. Absolutely. That I'm, I'm still doing business. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm mm-hmm. cool. So, yeah, you started off well. Grateful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it's also mindfulness as to what's going on in the world and for people who perhaps aren't in... Um, a good situation right now so you know mm. just want to spread positive news positive vibes and send out good wishes to everyone who's uh, you know in difficult circumstances so um, yeah so grateful but also mindful I'd say is how I'm, I am right now what about yourself yeah I, I, well I'm going to start with the same I'm, I'm grateful <laughs> because I am very grateful I mean since corona's hit my business have taken my business have taken another direction mm-hmm. but it's it's working and you know giving me more time to be flexible and film and stuff and Mm -hmm. do a lot of behind the scenes paperwork and stuff so I'm grateful to be in a position that I'm in and exactly mindful about other people and I have to be because obviously you know I do the whole food bank stuff so I've now known how much people are in bad situations Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying how are you finding working from home working from home I'd say can be a challenge. Again, I am grateful I'm working and not working. So first of <laughs> yeah. all, that equation yeah, yeah. is... Whether you're working at home or not, whether you're working. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you've got bills to pay and a life to live. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but I, I'd say as someone who's quite a social person, who's used to social interaction, I mean, we've formed our safety bubble so we yeah. can film. So this is something I look forward to in the week. Yeah. But I'm working with people that I've never met, that I can't meet for I'm not sure how much longer. Yeah, uh, because of year and all stuff. It could yeah. be another year before yeah. I meet them. Um, so it's a new way of doing business, and I think that's the bit which I'm finding challenges because I love to meet people. I love mm. learning something about them, and it's not just just not the same when it's on a screen. So I miss it that. Feels different, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like I've been trying to. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We can work from home. We just do it on Zoom. We just. Mm. But really, there is a feeling that I miss. Yeah. You know, how they sat down, or when they walked in, or you know, when we were laughing, the vibe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the vibe's an important one because you can yeah. pick off things like how someone's feeling versus how they're really feeling. Yeah. If someone's had a, you know, an off day and you want to ask them, are you okay? On a, on a Zoom call, they can just say, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. But if they're in person, you'll be like, are you sure? Is you there sure anything I can talk? Yeah, you can feel the energy. It's kind of hard finding energy for the, for the screen. Absolutely. Mm, that's good. Um, so in terms of working, mm-hmm. express a little bit more. What is it you're working, doing? You know, because a lot of people want to know why you're in a suit, why I'm in a tracksuit. Mm-hmm. You know, I run a clothing line, Moolah Cake, and I'll go into that a little bit more. Exp- um, tell the people about your position, where you are now, what you're doing. Sure. Mm. So I work- you know he goes Harvard. He come, <laughs> comes from Harvard, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I work for a, quite a large tech company. I won't mention their name. Mm-hmm. Um, though right now I look after quite a large region um, from a sales perspective of, of a fascinating tech platform. Uh, so that's EMEA, so Europe, Middle East and Africa. In Europe it includes UK, so you know, you're in calls 
in the early morning with people from the UK, in the afternoons and evenings, you're speaking to people from all over the world, um, and managing the sales and the relationships with a lot of large advertisers that you would definitely have heard of and used every day in your day-to-day -day life. So um, it's quite a fortunate position. I'm working with a company who's also quite sophisticated in th things like AI, which is artificial intelligence. Yeah, I want to get into that. I want to know about that. I can tell you all about that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk all about that. So, yeah, you, that's what you're working on in right now. That's right. Yeah. And um, I do own an app as well. So um, I yes. predicted yes. there'd be a recession coming. So I said, OK, I will create an app for people who want to work from home and earn a living through selling home this food. My Hey, that's mine. Do that in the camera, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you just switched our waters? Yeah. Um, so yeah, a couple of things going on, but my work is a priority, and my app is something that's running, which I've got people running for me. So, um, so you, yeah. so you, so you're living both sides of the world. You're doing business and working. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I have an entrepreneurial arm, and I've always had an entrepreneurial arm. At the age of 16, I owned a market store in Covent Garden Market. And I sell jewellery and rings and various other things. And that was my first entry into entrepreneurship. I loved it. Um, and then I've been working for a company, but I've always had something which I call my baby or my project because I love the fascination and the buzz you get from having your own thing as well. That's, that's, that's fascinating to know. How, why do I say that? Because how do you take the comment when I hear people like Gary Vee say a sentence which resonates well with me but then looking at you I think so how would you take that comment then mm -hmm. which is when you're a true bred entrepreneur you can't stand the thought of waiting to get paid from somebody else it's just in it's just a gut feeling of mm -hmm. you know I cannot have to, I don't want to have to rely on or wait for someone to provide for me. That's the kind of feeling that entrepreneurs get as go-getters. Mm -hmm. What would you say in, in return to that? Yeah, sure. So I think it can very much depend on the industry someone's in, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I am fascinated by tech. I love innovation. I love the way things are going, um, from making people's lives easier, better, in, in improving communication. So for me, I'm working in a space that I genuinely enjoy. So oh, it's not like working. Yeah, yeah I get it. it. I see where it's going already. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, when I go to work, I've learned about something new. I've, met, I've had a conversation which I wouldn't have had if I was just working in my own space. Yeah. I've learned about a new structure or process which a company does in a certain way which leads to their success. Mm -hmm. And I'm fortunate to say that I've worked for two trillion dollar companies. Trillion? Trillion dollar companies. Not billion. Trillion. For two of the richest, trillion. You understand, <laughs> man's on stuff. Yeah. So two of the richest men in the world. It doesn't matter if they're male or female. Two of the richest people in the world, yeah. and to have worked for the organisations, they have clearly got a formula which has worked. And for me, I'm learning for the best. And my attitude was always, when I'm not working for myself, I want to be working for the best. Oh yeah, you're because you're adult. Yeah, you're adult. So for me, it's, I am learning from the best yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. my goals are huge. You know, I want to do things properly, yeah. you know. I don't I want to, I love this I wish form. I had this attitude a little bit, but I've never worked. Yeah. You know, I've had two jobs which we can go into a little bit. You know, I've had one job for one month and another job for, I think, two months. And they have been so many years apart. Mm -hmm. But one time someone said to me, have you ever considered working for a fashion label? And I said, Brother, I can't work for a fashion label. How can I work for a fashion label? I run a fashion label. Mm -hmm. And they said, yeah, but do you know how much insight and knowledge that you will gain from working? In the and I said, yeah, but think about it. Bro, I work for myself. I get paid 
how much I want to get paid mm -hmm. anytime I get paid and anytime I want to get paid. Working with someone, I'm only going to get, I don't know, just say even if they gave me a good job, £20 an hour. But I can't work for that. Mm -hmm. And he actually said something so insanely crazy to me. He said, £20 an hour, Dex. Do you think that you can go to Diesel or Nike or, and you're going to get £20 an hour? I'm saying, bro, I don't have no work history, no credit history, no, you know, no work experience. Mm -hmm. They said, the industry is based on experience. Mm -hmm. You built your own company. You do your own marketing. You do your own finances. You do your own recruiting. You do your own, your own, your, your own. Your, so you can cover every single position. Mm -hmm. I've never looked at it like that. So you know what I'm thinking? Oh, hold on. So if I go and work for like Puma and that, I want a project manager management role. Mm -hmm. And I want like 80 grand a year. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So hearing that, I'm now seeing that you kind of don't see it as work. You see it as I'm working for knowledge to implement into my own life. Yeah. Absolutely. Light bulb moment. It is, absolutely. So, you know, people go to educational institutes to learn, mm. but there are structures out there which have proven success models. Yeah. And what better way to learn about how a business works? And to be uh, in it. To be in it. Yeah. And then you learn it. And I do genuinely love the people I work with. They're great people. You know, it's like a family. And I appreciate that as well. I do like the social part as well as giving back to them. Um, but the learning part, I cannot say how important that has been in my life because you're exposed to a certain network, um, certain decision makers, and then you start understanding how they think yeah. in terms of what are they looking for. Well, everything's mindset, isn't it? Everything's it's, how you think. Yeah. Absolutely. And what is it that when someone's wanting to do business with you, what are the things they're looking for? What is it this company's putting forward and what are they buying into? Is it a brand? Is it a mm. product? Is it a relationship? And I had to learn all this stuff myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, even now when I'm trying to think of how do I sell one of my departments out mm -hmm. of my brand? Like, I've had to learn about the things that investors or buyers are looking for that create a brand that they want to invest in or mm -hmm. buy. I'm thinking, oh, so this part ain't amounted to nothing then. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I have to yeah. learn what is value in a yeah. company. Do you understand? Whether, like, what is your assets? Mm -hmm. What is your digital assets? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so all of that I had to find out myself, like branding. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like when I created my logo and I had to find out about does my logo bring value? Mm -hmm. It's like, I've been taught that if you have a bottle of water with nothing on it, as you can see, this might cost 50p. But then if you put a Moolacate logo on it, this bottle of water now becomes £2.50. It's been caked up. It's been caked up. <laughs> That's a good one, I like that. So it's been caked up. So therefore I realised that my brand or my logo brings value to anything that it's placed on. Mm -hmm. And you know, learning that is, was, a journey. Mm -hmm. But I've also realised that if I was in a company that done branding, I could have learned that a long time ago <laughs> without spending so much, mm -hmm. without failing so much, you know what I mean? But I'm not mad about it mm -hmm. because that journey has moulded and shaped me. You know what I mean? And you've helped many along the way as well with their journeys. And I've helped many along the way of their journeys, you know, because all my mistakes they was able to lead from and find out what not to do. As I mm -hmm. said, in the last episode about my dad, taught me everything not to do. Mm -hmm. So I want to now be that example for all the children who want to build their own clothing lines. I can give you examples of what not to do. Like don't print 20,000 colours as soon as you make up a clothing <laughs> line. Print black and white, do you know what I mean? 
So yeah, so that was the that was the pros of of I would say a little bit of business, a little bit about working. Give me a, a couple cons because I got I've got cons in my mind. Mm -hmm. So this is a five second break. Just pushing the mic. I can see it coming out. There you go. It's perfectly in now. Carrying on. Yeah. All right. So give me some. And it won't drop out no more either, I can see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was some pros. So give me some cons on working the nine to five because, how can I put it? I have my own cons on working the nine to five, which I kind of can't have because I've only had a little bit of nine to fivers. But also, I speak for all entrepreneurs. Well, not for all, but I speak from on behalf of entrepreneurs. And when I do speak, some people say that I'm not self-aware that are making nine-to-fivers feel like they're not worth it mm -hmm. or feel like having a nine-to-five is bad. I've been trying to work on it, but I've been more trying to let them know, don't listen to me. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to entrepreneurs. Yeah. When I say stuff about life and business, I'm talking to entrepreneurs. I'm not saying getting a job is bad. I've always taught people that having a nine-to-five stable income is a stepping stone towards your success. Mm -hmm. It depends what you use your money for. But I know that trading time for money mm -hmm. is a negative. That's what I believe. So give me some cons about what you believe about having a nine to five, because you've lived sure. both lives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think it's, it's perspective. It's all about perspective on both sides, right? Whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're, you're in a nine to five. And for me, like I mentioned, nine to five, it had to be in the best companies. That's the only way I was going to do it. So if you, that's what I'm saying. That's cheating because <laughs> you got a good education, which made you not definitely got you into the good jobs, but made you go down a good path to get into a good job. What about someone who's just got a nine to five in the bookies? So that's where I'd say, you know, what could you do to fulfill your dreams? And like you mentioned, like for me to have gone to certain places, yeah. it required a lot of investment at a young age. Like I there paid for my go. university, I paid to live at university. There you um, go. That's, I had that's, that's sacrifice. Absolutely. So you, you could have gone on holidays. I could have gone on holidays. You could have bought more cars. Yeah. yeah. And exactly, so for, for example, when we had a GCSE years, yeah. like there were kids playing out football outside where we lived. Yeah. I wasn't out there. You wouldn't see me. That's what I was saying, Java, yeah. In Sacrifice. my room, I had one of those long dated sort of dressing tables, if I can call it a dressing table with a big mirror. <laughs> yeah. like telling you a bit too much now, I'll probably get cussed for this. But, and I had my books lined up. So mm. English, geography, science, whatever. And I remember putting in order, because I heard someone say that you should tackle the most difficult task first. So I tackled the most difficult task first, like maths, for example. So the maths book first, and I'd spend three hours there, and I'd spend two hours there, and I'd divide, divide up my time. So from a young age, wow. I always wanted to study and make sure I worked on the hardest things first so that the rest became easier. That journey continued. So yeah. I put a lot of time into my self-development from a young age, yeah. right? So your so life will get easier. Exactly. So it, it sounds like, oh, I did this and I went to Microsoft. It wasn't just that. It was that, you know, working during, studying during the week. Weekends, I always worked. Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Weekends, I've always worked. Oh, so worked Saturdays and Sundays, yeah. So Sacrifice. Saturdays, I'd have a job on Oxford Street. Um, you know, one of the ones I'll say was a brand called Dixon's, which I absolutely loved. Fantastic mm. company. It's part of a Curry's and PC World Group. The technical yeah, side of it. Yeah, they went bust, but what happened to their brand? They've gone online. Oh, mostly. Dick so actually, Curry's is still around. Yeah, Curry's, Curry's is around. What? Dixon's has gone online only. But Dixon's is about. It's about as an online brand. I so never Dixon's, knew that. I thought it just actually dissolved. So it's part of the same group. So PC World, Curry's, Dixon's, it's the same, same, um, thing, same yeah. group. Um, so I'd work there on a Saturday. Sunday I had a market stall in Covent Garden. So I'd be up at four o'clock in the morning, 
got driving down, finding a space in the where someone else hadn't taken because we weren't permanents. Um, yeah, because when you're um, when you're not permanent, there's no designated car space for you. Exactly. You get there early or you miss exactly. the space. Yeah. It's like first come, first serve. Yeah, otherwise you got to load your car from far. Yeah. I know about that because I've spoken to people in those industries when, yeah, loads of stuff, hustling, innit? I'm about this life. Absolutely. <laughs> so I've done the hustling, I've done the hardcore hustling. So four o'clock, you're waking up, you're driving down, there's people like falling asleep in the queue. Yeah. And you're like, you got to move or you got to cut in front, yeah. right? Um, and, you know, you have to get there early because if it's a rainy day or if it's snowing, you don't want to be out in the open stretch. You want to be in the sort of alleyways where people are walking down. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, we better get there early. We'd set up stalls. Again, that weekend hustle paid for my education. And my parents, you know, bless them, they gave me a home and they gave me loads of love and attention and, you know, we were fed very well and all those other things. But I had to work very hard for my education and whatever mm -hmm. I wanted. So it, it sounds quite easy, like you've done X, Y, Z. It's the steps in between. Like success... Yeah, the things they don't see. They don't see. For me, success... Um, are step, small stepping stones collected together, 100%. which date back not just the last year or two, it's you know, from many years. 100%. Um, and that's where I'd say that led me to go and work for these companies and to, to go back to your question of a nine to five um, and you know, the cons of it. I'd say, look, for any person, well, someone like myself, you know, I feel like I'm an entre entrepreneurial mindset. If I can work in a company which allows me to have that entrepreneurial mindset, I'm good, I'm happy. And there are tech companies which allow that. The moment I feel like my freedom is being tampered with yeah. or you're caught up in things you don't really want to be caught up in, like, yeah. uh, and I'll say what it is. Like For me, a con of working for a company, my current company is wonderful, I love it. Um, it's a great company, it's a great brand, um, and I have that sort of mental space to be expressive, be free, and you know do the things I want to do. But And that drives me to want to do good for my company. Um, but it's, it's politics when it comes to companies, right? Because when you're an entrepreneur, you, you set the pace, you set the example, and you are your own free person. Yeah. When you're in a company, you're usually reporting to someone. Yeah. And that, regardless of how good the company is, if that someone, for whatever reason, doesn't like you, or, or, doesn't like you yeah. or is threatened by you, or intimidated by you... They can make your life hell. They can make your life hell. And our background, X, like we went to a school where... where you know, to, to go to school, you've had, I've had people come to me with knives and stuff to steal my pocket money. Yeah. So you've had to kind of lift and become bolder, yeah. stronger, yeah, and more confident. You've got to stand yeah. up for yourself. So Especially you being around? from South London, where we're from, yeah. you've got to stand up for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, no matter what. And, you know, we have that sort of mindset where we're fair. I feel like we're fair. You know, logic is logic. Right is <laughs> yes. right, wrong yeah, is wrong. Yes, right? yes. But Very much. The con in the workplace is... You know, in a playground, if someone punches you, you, you might punch, punch them back. Yeah. And then you have a talk about it and you kind of work things out and you carry on, right? Yeah. In a workplace, how it works, metaphorically, if someone punches you or does you wrong, you say, that was very nice. Shall I give you my other cheek? Oh, right? wow. And then you can't really say, you can't do that like I would. I would say, listen, you've done something. I don't agree to this. Here's why I don't agree to this. And this is why I think you shouldn't do it, because it's not going to work well for anybody, <laughs> yeah. right? Whereas that, my whole take on it is proper, totally different. <laughs> totally like, I don't think I'll just speak much. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is... But the reality is... The moment you do that sort of thing, mm. you know, it, it can be quite dangerous for your career. Because, there, you know, and, and I, I, I put this down to culture as well. Of my appearance, people from my background are stereotyped. 
like Indians are hard workers, you know, they'll do it. Just give it to the Indians, they'll do it. You know, mm. when I looked around in certain Very offices... Stereotype. I have that. I had that in my mind for over the years too, yes. you know, that... Indians are very determined. They will get it done, they will do it no matter how long, no matter how much. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt that. And because we grew up where we did, I'm not a tr typical Indian Londoner. Like, I am no. nothing like, I, and again, everyone's individual personalities, but I have quite a South London influence in yeah. the sense of I will stand up for myself and I will challenge you. I respect all, all the way up to a CEO. I don't fear anybody. No. And for me, it's all about fairness. You, you, put, you get out what you put in. Yeah. And I think in the workplace, um, you know, when it comes to politics, that's the only thing I despise because we work on logic. Mm. We're not taught about politics. And no. before you even know it, you're in a political situation just for <laughs> trying to correct something that someone's done wrong. Yeah. And if they've denied it, it's very straightforward it. what they've done wrong. Yeah. And then it goes into a whole supervisor, emails, yeah. All this stuff, yeah. Absolutely, and that's where I draw the line and say, life is too short. So you're, so you're basically saying, when you're saying this life is too short, mm -hmm. you'll be willing, not throwing it in the air, as in even for this job, but as in, if your chi is messed with, mm -hmm. you would walk out of a job. I will walk out. You for don't me. work for money. No. no. For me, principles and how I'm treated yeah. and my mental freedom is worth a hell of a lot more yeah. than a paycheck. And you know, I will respect the company, I will respect the environment, I will respect my colleagues, yeah. but I have boundaries and those boundaries shouldn't be crossed and I think that's a fair ask for fair. a human being. Fair. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of my, what would we call it, I want to call it anger, I don't even know what to call it, but my whatever towards 9 to 5 comes from, mm -hmm. that it's not fair. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a hierarchy thing and a lot of people are working for money and working in a place that they're not happy. Mm -hmm. And it's driving their mental health problems, it's driving their family problems, their, their partner problems, because of their attitude they come home with, because of their not having of stuff. And I think, I just don't think humans should go through that. Mm -hmm. Do you know, as much as yeah. we are built in a world of, I'll call it up-to-date slavery, mm -hmm. that's what I call it, because it's, 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 a, it's a, you don't work, you don't have. Mm -hmm. You work, you only earn a minimum. You know, like I, I looked at it like, the bigger, so do you believe this or do you see this? The bigger the job you get is the bigger tax bracket you get. Yeah. So you don't actually earn more money. You just illusionally move up yeah. somewhere. <laughs> because by the time you paid your tax and your national Same insurance thing, contributions, yeah. and then if you have to do a self-assessment where you earn over a certain bracket, That's what I do now, yeah. and if you've forgot to do that self-assessment, yeah. HMRC won't call you, no, they won't they email you, you. No, they just find they'll, you. they'll find you, yeah. and they'll put it in this inbox which you never check on the HMRC site, which takes about 10 questions which you know require brain level, brain surgery type questions to get into. Yeah. Um, and it can go for a couple of years and someone might even know they've been fined because they missed that one document from one something document. which they didn't know I've about. I've been through that. Yeah. And this is what I mean about living the practical. Mm -hmm. I've had to learn that through the hard way. You know, like, well, someone said to me, my aunt said to me, well, you've got to do your self-assessment. I'm like, well, what's that? Yeah, you've got to do your self-assessment. Cool. I didn't do my self-assessment. Yeah. yeah, I got a big fine and that. And yeah. then things happened and I had to get my accountant, which I had to learn that I need an accountant. Mm -hmm. You know, all these stuff I learned about these positions. Mm -hmm. And then they wrote the letter and then I got it. Take off. Oh, really? Yeah, they Amazing. allowed me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I learned the hard way.
That's what happened to me. So when I worked for a company, I went into that bracket. I didn't know I had gone into that bracket, and I had these forms filled. And I went, "Why would I do this? I'm employed by someone. Yeah, they know what I earn. Not so obsessed. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's how. It's it's like it's a game of snap. Like you know what I earn. Yeah, but you're you telling me to tell them what I earn. Yeah, and if I miss anything out, you know anyway. Yeah. So you're gonna find me. So why don't we just play a this fair game? This is just dodgy here. Yeah. This is this is this just a way to get more money out yeah. of me? Yeah. And and I mean, going through all of those things. Yeah, I've learned the hard way, man. Yeah. I've learned the hard way. Proper accounts, you know, getting your accounts. And remember, I run a few companies, mm -hmm. so I got four different accounts to do. Then yeah. I got the self-assessment to do. Then I got to talk about staff taxes and working tax credit. And whoa, I, this is the time when I'm thinking, I don't want to be the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone else take care of this part? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's always good wanting to be the boss of your own company. Yeah. But you sleep less, you work double, you sacrifice a lot more. That's the cons, you know mm. what I mean? Because everyone talks about the pros. Yeah. The pros, it's like, yeah, I don't have to answer to no one. I wake up when I want, I create my own wage. That's all sound good. Mm -hmm. You see, when I tell you, I don't get paid. You see, when I tell you, I'm, I, I get in first and leave last. You see, when I tell you, when it all goes wrong, everyone looks at me. Mm -hmm. when, it, when there's no money left, I have to go and find it somewhere else. Yeah, you see all that part? Yeah, being the boss is a bit hard, man. <laughs> so it's always good to get the insight because, you know, from a nine to five, you go in and you get your salary and you get your things paid for, right? Mm. But like you say, on, on, when you're on, an entrepreneur and self-employed, yeah. it is a tough journey, isn't it? It's oh, tough, man. a lot of considerations. I, I, I'm nearly considering changing the videos that I do. I want to start doing videos to tell people, don't run a business, mm -hmm. don't start a business. Because guess what? I don't think you've got it in you to start a business. Because a business is very hard. Mm -hmm. And people who are business owners, like myself, I make it look easy. But because I'm from the concrete jungle, mm -hmm. nothing's hard to me. But everybody's not from the concrete jungle. Mm -hmm. And everybody doesn't see everything as not being hard. So when you get into a position where I'm in, where you don't have a job because a lot of people cheat. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying this, pointing at yourself, because it's kind of like what you're doing. You work and have, an entrep and have a business. So it's like, you don't feel, I won't say you don't, but it's harder to feel the strains of your business because mm -hmm. you have a safety net. Do you see what I'm saying? Whereas when you leave your job and this is what you have to live off, mm -hmm. it's like, rah, wait, this has to work. Otherwise, I don't eat today. This has to work or my kids don't get Christmas presents. Yeah. So you see, sometimes when people used to say to me, I used to get actually upset about it. People used to say, business, it's business, it's not personal. Mm -hmm. I say, that makes sense. But you see when what you done affected my business and the business pays for my personal life, which is my children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, business is personal to me. 100%. Do you understand? Because if I don't get this done, I don't get paid. If I don't get paid, I cannot buy my kids' school uniform. Mm -hmm. I have no other option. Yeah. So I, I have to see it personal sometimes, you know what I mean? But Absolutely. being the boss, being the last one on the pitch, last one at the change room, you know, it's, it's, it's stressful. So yeah. I think I need to start telling people, don't start a business. Yeah. Don't, unless you've got, listen, if your balls ain't dropped, don't start a business. <laughs> I'm telling you now, you understand what I'm saying? But yeah, um, last thing, well mm -hmm. not even last thing, but tell us, app. You got an app? My app, yes. You actually got a real app? I have a real app. I love it. And you know, I, I boast about it before our show. Mm -hmm. You know, it's because everybody has an app. Mm -hmm. But they're like, 
you know them made up app so you can just create an app and mm. you put your things in it. Do you know what I mean? I know you ain't got that app. No. I know you got an app. You get fully <laughs> coded, individually coded. Yeah, app. exactly. Tell us about the app. So I'll give you the background first. Yeah. So you know I did an MBA. Yeah. Um, at Harvard. Uh, well, MBA, well, MBA at, was at, at Brunel. Brunel. And then Harvard, I did strategic uh, business right. management. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in that, I did a dis dissertation. Yeah. So I mentioned previously about artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AI. Which um, you're going to teach me all about. Which I will teach you all about. Yeah. But to keep it quite simple, um, artificial intelligence is about machinery which can learn and do things which humans could do effectively, right? Like so in Tesco self-service. Self-service is an example of that. That's low end. That's a sort of lower end. Like you're just scanning an item and it picks up what it is. Artificial oh. intelligence is something a little bit more sophisticated where technology can almost think, right? So previously, technology could do a lot of logic-based jobs. So a calculator will tell you X plus Y and whatever will give you a result. Right? Which is programmed, really. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a very standard sort of computer type task. Yeah. Artificial intelligence can look at your accounts and then say, and give you suggestions. Like, you know, you can do, um, you know, based on your accounts, you might want to look into this area of the business, which is done low what? over this time period. Or it can say, June's coming up, you're likely to peak. If you put X amount in marketing... No, 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 where's this AI thing? I need it. Yeah, exactly. No, right. I need it, I need it, yeah. I need it, because my business, I can't remember all that stuff. Like, I always said, one of my worst is fears, yes, I'm saying it live on camera, I don't care, yeah. I don't know how my clothes I've sold. Really? And, I've, okay. and I, it proper drives yeah. me crazy. Because how can I not... That's the thing. If I'm going to collaborate, mm -hmm. which one of my biggest collaborations that I want to do is with Benetton, and I actually want to buy the company. Mm -hmm. But if the first thing they're going to ask me is, how much clothes have you sold? Yeah. Thousands. <laughs> lots <laughs> and lots. I've sold lots yeah. and lots. Mm -hmm. But I don't actually know. And if I had AI, you'll tell me, not only tell me how much I'll sell, but you'll tell me in June, you usually sell the most, so you need to invest in more yellow t-shirts. Exactly that. Or when AI. it's sunny, you know, you're likely AI. to sell T-shirts. When it's when it's cold, you're yeah. likely to sell your sweat tops. Yeah. So AI can sort of. And AI. Things. I'm trying to get here. AI is built into the system. So it, AI is the fundamental of a uh, software, for example. Oh, so it'll be it. a yeah. software which is a. It's, it's a software. It has AI. Yeah, I get it. Which does it right. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I looked at all the AI type equipment that was coming out or software that was coming out and how it's being implemented in the real world. And I got a shock. So what my dissertation was all about how AI would impact jobs in, in the UK. Then I made my own predictions and said, right, if this rate of technology carries on the way it's going, I see, I see. there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be made unemployed, and what will they do? And then I thought, well, they'll just have to go into universal credit because there's a massive skills gap because people don't have, a lot of people don't have digital skills. They can use WhatsApp and Facebook and those things, but when it comes to knowledge of skills, knowledge, yeah. applications and stuff, there's a massive shortage. So I said, right, that's going to be quite difficult for a lot of people. And the way programs are going out now, it's not quick enough to train up the nation. So then I thought, well, people have to you know, look after their families. What will they do to earn a living? So that's when I decided I'm going to create an app with good intention for people who will be made unemployed to make food at home and sell it to locals. So I've always been about community, giving back to people. So there's a heartfelt thing behind that which is to give people an opportunity to earn money because you need a level two certificate, food and hygiene safety. I've got that. You've got that, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you need your premises um, checked by a health and safety officer, a so, HSO. Well, do you supply that or do you have to get it done by you? Because I went to go on Deliveroo, so mm -hmm. for those of you that don't know, I actually started my own food business, mm -hmm. which is um, Sims Cuisine. Um, and I went to go on Deliveroo and they said about 
tell my council to come out and do my check. Yeah. Oh, you're, that's, that's right. So it's exactly that. Yeah. So you need a council member to come out and it'll give you a scores on your door. So mm. they'll give you a hygiene rating out of five. Mm. So once you have those two things in place, your certificate and your food hygiene certificate, essentially you're ready to go as a business. And then you've got to make sure there's registration, which we've got um, a full document on what people need to do. But essentially, if you're at home and you want to earn a living, there's not that many steps. It doesn't take that long to set up. Mm. And so long as you're a good cook, then you come onto our platform right. and we'll take care of the rest for you. We provide you a full payment mechanism. Uh, people have an app on their phone which you can order from, just like Deliveroo and Justy and all the others. Yeah, all them people bleep them names out because guess what, they're our competition yeah. now, you get me? We don't deal with them, we deal with, what's it? Chef 33. Chef 33, yeah, so forget the deliver ooh, and forget <laughs> all the just who. All oh, right, Chef 33. Thank you, there. Yeah? So I created that with that intention. And now, through lockdown, again, a lot of people at home, they've been made redundant, they're on furlough. Oh. And they've started to reach out to me. Um, now, obviously, I'm respectful of government guidelines about you know, social contact and distancing and various other things. So we are following government guidelines, but essentially, when things open up, you know, I can see my app taking off because the interest I've had, the downloads I'm getting, I'm really grateful. But again, it's a community app for the people. For our people, yeah. by our people. Absolutely. Like FUBU, you get me? Shout <laughs> out Damien John, I'll soon see you, yeah? <laughs> and it's been coded, right? So this isn't like uh, you just go online and buy some random app. I've got a development Yeah, and then fill, it, fill in your yeah. bits. Exactly, yeah. it's not a copy and paste yeah. and jiggle things about <laughs> yeah. to your colour. Yeah. No, this is a full-on coded bit. Yeah. So, you know, the, you know, technical issues, I've dealt with all of that. I've put a lot of my personal savings into this. Like, I sold my car. There you go. My dream car to Investment, go Investment, sacrifice. Absolutely. You go and get your result, bro. Exactly. So I've, gone, I've, I've changed my car and gone to a standard car. I sold my dream 4x4 to put money into this because I believe in it and I believe in myself. So I'm grateful that it's starting to show value. It's helping people earn a living. And I wish to continue that journey to be the number one home food app in the UK. You heard that here. Number first. one. And where have you heard it here first? On Suits and Tracksuits, episode two. With your host, Dexter Sims, and my good friend and co-host, Javid Lahair. See you soon. <laughs>